Hi, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of Coach's Corner. I'm so excited and grateful to have one of my best friends and truly, truly a soul brother to me, Coot Blackson, as our guest coach on this episode. And he's going to talk about soulmates and the ultimate purpose of relationship and remind us all that we are the one we've been looking for. I just adore Coot. Any time I get with him is like food for my soul. We've had some similar teachers, so we are passionate about teaching and sharing some of the same messages. Uh, but the way Coot does it is incredibly extraordinary and unique. And I'm sure you'll be able to feel how embodied he is in his message as soon as he begins talking. So now for his official bio. Coot is an utterly unique visionary in the world of human potential. Unlike those who simply promise to help people get what they want, Coot's life work indeed reveals to people what they have to give by liberating who they are most truly and deeply. So at eight, Coot began speaking in front of thousands of people at his father's churches. At 14, he was ordained as a minister, given the mandate to take over a spiritual organization spanning 30 churches. At 18, through a series of spiritual awakenings, he left everything behind, and his entire life has been dedicated to understanding who we are and what we're here for and what makes us truly, truly, truly happy. He's widely known as a transformational facilitator, speaker, and leader. Today, the venue for his message may be one-on-one, a vast stadium, experiential seminars, transformational intensives all over the world like Bali, and his unique, inspiring, cutting-edge videos have reached millions of people worldwide. I'm super excited to share that his book, You Are the One, will be released in June 2016. You can pre-order it on Amazon now. If you're listening after June, then you can get it on Amazon, You Are the One. It's colored with experiences from his own incredible journey and shows readers how to unlock their true potential and live a life they love through love. You guys, Coot is truly an inspiring modern-day spiritual teacher and a bold voice for a new generation. I know you'll enjoy this episode of Coach's Corner with Coot Blackson. Well, Coot, I am so happy to have you on Coach's Corner for Over It and On With It. You know I adore you, and I just think you have so much love and inspiration to share, so I'm so excited to share you with the listeners here, so thank you. Great to be here. I'm <laughs> excited to hang with you and... And share with your audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to really just dig right into it. Uh, One of the things that comes up a lot in this show is relationship stuff. People call in a lot about not happy in their relationship, trying to get over a breakup, um, have been broken up with for a long time and trying to find that next person, looking for their soulmate, you know, where's the, the one, right? And that's where I notice kind of the most suffering is in the area of relationship and heartache and either, you know, in a relationship and questioning it or not in a relationship and wanting it to come in. So I know that you talk a lot about this. You have a new book out called You Are the One. So what what is this thing we're looking for? Why do we struggle so much with relationship and love? Um, that's a that's the, that is the question. That is the question. Uh, <laughs> Thought I'd just give you an easy one. <laughs> I'm sure no, no one is interested in, in that. No, it's, not at all. They're all tuning out. <laughs> it's a pretty boring topic. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think ultimately, you know, relationship is a profound vehicle. 
Uh, relationship is a profound vehicle for evolution and growth. And I think one one thing that we first have to realize as a framing, as an understanding, is I think relationship is a vehicle for one's growth and evolution. And that's the purpose to, of two people coming together with a joint intention to serve each other's souls, to serve each other's growth, evolution, and, and really becoming uh, who we really are. And I think that ultimately uh, love uh, relationship, romance will often bring up everything unlike itself in order to be healed. And uh, if we're if we if we're able to remember the real purpose of relationship, then we can go into relationship not unconsciously, but with a conscious intention, with the understanding of, of what it's really about. And I think mm-hmm. that uh, relationship to me is also like a mirror. Uh, we attract to ourselves. Uh, a mirror manifestation in the form of the other person of who we are. We attract to ourselves uh, a manifestation of aspects of our own consciousness. So ultimately, I always say that there is no real, re- it seems as though there's a relationship out there with someone else, but really, there's no relationship out there. There's no relationship with, with anyone else out there, even though it appears that we're on the surface. What we really are in is we're in relationship with aspects of ourselves. And the other person is just showing us those parts of ourselves. So I think when we, when we have the understanding of the purpose of relationship, which is not just to you know have fun, go to the movies, and just hang out, but to evolve our consciousness, then I think it shifts the game, it shifts the understanding, it shifts our perspective, it shifts how we do relationships. So obviously, if relationship is about growth, learning, evolution, and becoming the most authentic expression of ourselves, then when stuff comes up, when triggers come up, when issues come up, then nothing's wrong or when pain comes up, nothing's wrong. They're just showing us parts of ourselves that we get to heal and work on and, and uh, use that feedback for our own growth yeah. uh, and, and evolution. Yeah. So, uh, no, so, so with that said, um, the good news is it's not about, let's say, changing anyone out there. It's about ultimately taking responsibility and realizing, look, no one, you know, in my book, You Are the One, I, I talk about this whole idea of giving up entitlement and the realization that no one's, no one's going to love us in the way that we imagine. No one's going to, to love us in all the ways that we imagine being loved. There's no perfect person out there that, that, that when we take responsibility and realize, wait a second, if, if, if our experience is a reflection of, my, of who I am and what I'm attracting is a reflection of who I am, I think the question we get to ask ourselves is, do I like what I see? Do I like who is showing up? Do I like the person or the people that I'm manifesting as mirror manifestations of myself in my relationships? And if I don't, rather than pointing the finger or being in blame or being in entitlement or being in upset, we get to ask ourselves, okay, if I don't like what I'm seeing, not only is what, what is this person reflecting or what, what are these people reflecting to me about myself, what do I what do I get to shift in myself? What do I need to let go of within myself? What do I need to release within myself? What do I need to heal within myself? What do I need to forgive within myself? Uh, how do I get to love myself more? Because you know, I'm sure as you talk a lot about, as you mentioned, that real relationship is, is with ourselves. And I think when we shift that, then we create the space to invite and invoke a whole new mirror that uh, mirrors who we are and what Absolutely. we are. So, and I believe that you know, a lot of times people think when they break up in relationship that something is wrong. I, you know, I think so long as two people are in a relationship and they are committed, it might be challenging. Sometimes it might be hellish. It might be intense. It might be painful. Uh, 
to me, that there's nothing wrong with that. I think so long as two people are in a relationship with that conscious, conscious understanding and so long as you are both fully committed to serving each other's growth. So the sense of, look, I, uh, I'm, I, I love you and I'm committed to serving your growth and evolution. I love you and I'm committed to serving your growth and evolution. And so long as two people continue to grow in a similar direction at a similar pace with a similar vision, similar intention, and both of you are still growing and evolving and you're committed to the deeper service of each other's growth and evolution, then you have a relationship, even if it's challenging, even if it's painful. I think the moment someone either outgrows the other person or someone stops growing or, or someone in a relationship no longer has the commitment to serving their own growth and evolution and the other person's growth and evolution, then I think that creates, that creates a challenge. And I right. think we attract each other initially in relationship uh, because there's certain lessons that we have for each other. There's certain lessons that we have to teach each other. You know, the moment we're born, uh, we're born these free beings as children. We're born in touch with light. We're born in touch with our true essence. But as we then go into life and deal with our parents and, and we deal with mother, we deal with father, we deal with society, we deal with media and school and, and everything that goes into being alive. Perhaps we were abandoned, perhaps we were abused, pain, trauma. We all have our stuff. Slowly, as these, as these bright beings, we learn all sorts of ways to disconnect, to, 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 to numb our feelings. Maybe, let's say, uh, our father wasn't fully present for us. So we learn to shut down and not feel that pain. Or mm -hmm. maybe, we, maybe we were loud and fully expressed, expressive, but our, our mother said, Children need to be seen and not heard. So we learn to just shut off parts of ourselves and to not feel. And as a result, we learn to develop layers to, to, as a way of disconnecting from, from, from the sensitivity of our feeling. But then we also learn a way of being in terms of going into the world to, to get love and be approved. And who do I need to be in order for you to love me? We become the nice person, the, the, the know-it-all, the fixer, whatever it is. You know? so, so before you know it, we, be, we, get, we, we get conditioned into a certain set pattern, conditioned into a certain type of persona, a certain way of being, and that creates an imprint inside of us. And I often say every single thing that happens to us gets stored in our nervous system. Yep. So, so based on that, it creates a certain resonance and we, create, we make certain associations in terms of what love is. So let's say your father wasn't around a lot or your mother, let's just say your father wasn't around a lot. And uh, so, so love felt distant or he was mean or he was abusive. So love felt painful. All of a sudden we have an imprint, imprinting in our nervous system that love is, love is not available or love is aloof or, 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 love, or love hurts. And then we go into the world based on that imprinting and uh, maybe you met someone, meet someone out and about and, and all of a sudden maybe you've had this experience listening in you've had this experience where you meet someone and they feel so familiar you know or you feel <laughs> like wow I've I've known this person my entire life my this is my like this is the one this is the soul this is my soulmate it's this meeting this person we have so much chemistry and and we think we're in love you know we think it's chemistry I I, I like to say it's not really that it's chemistry. It's often shittistry. It's like yeah. it's not my shit matches your shit. And <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's just a perfect dynamic, and that's what's creating the attraction. Yeah, I call so, those issue-based relationships. Yeah, karma-based <laughs> relationship, issue-based relationship. So yeah. I think I think then we, we, we attract that person, and we get to work through our shit. We work through our issues with that person. If we can have the conscious understanding, if we don't have a conscious understanding of what the real purpose of relationship is, which is growth and evolution, then issue after issue after issue comes up and, and we go from like being deeply what we think is in love with that person to just frustrated and fighting and, 
you know, it, all hell breaks loose and there's nothing but pain and suffering. But I think relationship can be a profound evolutionary process and evolutionary path. Uh, I think many times we can read about stuff, we can meditate about stuff, but the moment you, you're in relationship with someone where the mirror of where you are at comes to the surface, uh, I think is a, is a real sacred mm-hmm. and profound, profound gift. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's... it's, it's uh, so here's my so I, I you you and I are on the same page about this big time and it's one of the things that I talk about a lot in the show is that it's not about them it's really about you yeah and the purpose of relationship is not to register at Crate and Barrel and have two point five kids or whatever you know we're kind of told the purpose of relationship is and it's not to find this one person who completes us mm-hmm. and I, I know a lot of people listening probably intellectually can understand that but. What about someone who's just so heartbroken right now and just misses that other person so much and can't possibly think that, you know, they can get on without them, like they feel like a part of them is missing? What does someone do in that situation? Mm. You know, first I would just say just if you're feeling heartbroken, is is it is painful to love and it is risky to love. and. Mm-hmm. Anyone who has faced heartbreak, anyone who is in heartbreak, I just acknowledge you because it takes courage to open your heart. It takes courage to give of yourself. It takes courage to let go of control because part of allowing yourself to love another person is to, is to need and let go of control, which takes tremendous vulnerability, especially when there are no guarantees. And there are no guarantees in love, which is why it takes tremendous courage. So I just I acknowledge you, number one, for your willingness to love in the first place. That's to me the ultimate courage. Um, and it, even though you might feel heartbroken now, I will say your pain will pass. So I just invite you to simply feel what you're feeling and not resist it, not deny it, not numb it, but just to give yourself the tenderness, the compassion, the kindness and the self-loving and just feel what you're feeling because if you're willing to feel what you're feeling in a healthy way in a conscious way and just be with it journal about it cry about it feel it surround yourself with a, an amazing community of friends and feel what you're feeling all feelings that are fully felt will ultimately dissolve i remember when i went through a deep heartbreak many years ago one of the things i learned to do was just be with it and i cried christine i just cried for like a year you know just yeah. cried and grieved and journaled and and looked at some of the lessons that I learned in terms of asking myself, why did I attract this person into my life? What, what, were, they, what were they seeking to teach me? And, and, and I really did my best to not only feel what I was feeling and grieve and, and genuinely bless this person and let them go and do things to love myself but learn the lessons. And, and one of the things I realized was I had to take responsibility, even in my heartbreak, because I knew when I first met this person that I had broken up with, even though I loved them deeply, it was, deep, it was very painful. I knew when I first met them that they weren't right. I knew when I first met the person that it was not aligned, but I did not trust my intuition. So I had to take responsibility for my part in, in, in the dynamic as well. And that really shifted me out of a sense of victim, any sense of victimhood and any sense of pain to, to, to being in a real empowered space. And the other thing I had to remember in the moment of heartbreak was whenever I love, whenever we love, we open our hearts. Whenever we love, we open our hearts and we give love. And what we are is love. And 
it's not about trying to get love out in the world, even though that's what we think it is when we may have forgotten who we are. But when we open our hearts and we love, we access more of what we are. And in that openness, we also make ourselves available to receiving more love. And when we love, no one can take that away from us. All forms change. That person may be gone now. You know, that person, you may never see that person again. But what I realized in that moment for myself was I had opened my heart. I had loved. I had expanded myself. I had accessed a deeper level of loving. And now I was that much more available to receiving love, maybe not in the form of that person, but I was now, I was now that much more available to receiving love in, in my life and with my own self. So mm. no, no one can take, take away the loving from us because that's what we essentially are. You know, and I think part of the journey of, of even in the moment of being heartbroken is realizing if we really stay with it enough and not run from it and not deny it is, is to allow your heart to be broken open and you realize, wait a second, through that you will get through, you will make it, and you realize that your heart can never really be broken. It might get broken open to, to a bigger spaciousness of loving, a bigger space of loving. Mm, I love that because I feel so many people when they get their heart broken, and I've done this in the past until I until I learned the essence of what love really is, is to protect myself, I would close it down and I'd be more strategic in who I loved, how I loved, because I didn't want to get hurt again. Mm. But really letting our heart be broken open wider and wider, every relationship is a mirror. We, all, we learn from all of it. Every, I, I feel everyone's a soulmate. In, in their own way in terms of what they bring to us and what they teach us. And to kind of finish out here, I know in your book, You Are the One, a lot of it is coming back to that loving place inside of ourselves. And that's something we talk a lot about on the show. So for the person out there who is thinking or feeling, I just don't know how to love myself. I know how to love someone else, but I don't know how to really feel that for myself. What, what advice do you have for people that may be feeling that way? Mm. Um, I would say simply take the time and take a moment to, to really feel your own heart, to feel your own innocence, to feel that child inside of you, that most tender part of you that was a kid, and just bring that to awareness and let your heart feel that, you know, and nurture that part of yourself, love that part of yourself. You know, one of the things, it might sound corny, Christine, but one of the things I did many years ago, and I did it pretty much daily for a while, was I would just look in the mirror and, uh, and just look into my eyes and feel beyond, you know, this adult coot and just look into, into my eyes and see that child. And there was a moment when I really saw that little boy in there. I really saw that, ten, that most tender part of myself inside, underneath all of the defense mechanisms and the pain and the judgments that my heart began to soften to myself. And that was a really profound moment. So I would just invite everyone to, to just take a moment and, and really see what happens if you were just to, to look into your eyes mm-hmm. and really feel who's in there. You mm. know? And, and I think the more that we can love ourselves, the more we, we open our hearts to ourselves, that's when we shift the mirror of what we begin attracting uh, to ourselves, you know, yeah. and then the, the whole book is, is really about giving people uh, back their power and realizing that no one's going to save you. No one's going to love you in all the exact ways you dream about. No one's going to show up at your doorstep and, and, and be that perfect person. You're it. You're the one, you know, and, and life 
the universe has given us everything we need within ourselves. We just have to take the time and, and go inside and reconnect. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you for taking the time with us today. And I, I feel just in, in listening to you, I've dropped in deeper to my heart. So thank you for the reminder. And thank you for the work you do in the world to remind us all we are the one. And I really find that when we are in that loving relationship with ourselves, not only do we open our hearts to receive more love, but our, our relationships shift. How we love, how we're in relationship, how we show up in the world, the work that we do in the world, our spiritual connection, everything shifts. But it truly is an inside out job. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thank you, Coot. Sending you so much love.